Hello and welcome everyone to our 66th session of Halkasa. My name is Michael and today I'm talking to Christopher Thompson from London in United Kingdom. Christopher has an extensive background in real estate sales and marketing, listings and portals, focused on especially lead generation and sales and helps real estate brokers to sell more faster. Chris, welcome to the show. Um, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, hi, Michael. Uh, it's good to speak with you and uh, glad that you are doing well, obviously, during this uh, this lockdown. Um, so, yeah, my name's Chris. Um, I'm the owner uh, of a company called Property Portal Marketing and also the owner of a company called Property Share Network. So I've been involved with real estate now. I think this is my 10th year. I work with a range of different clients across uh, Europe. Mm -hmm. um, and also one in America, funny enough, which is good for us. Um, and I can give you a brief rundown, obviously, of the company. So PPM was formed in 2016 after I left um, one of the biggest uh, portals in the UK, which focuses on international real estate. Um, and it's a, a full service 360 marketing company, which helps agents uh, with marketing of their properties on portals. Uh, and also, um, you know, other services involved with that as well. And then Property Share Network was set up in 2019. Um, and that's uh, an online collaboration platform to help agents uh, collaborate each other with each other locally, nationally and internationally. So, um, awesome. so yeah. <laughs> um, you started very early on your entrepreneurial career. Um, how did everything start? Um, it started from actually one of my clients who I knew quite well when I was working for the portal um, asked me if I could do a couple of bits and pieces of marketing for them um, on the side. Um, and then I had another client, funnily enough, who also came to me and asked me to do like the bits and pieces as well. Um, and then across both of those two, I then sort of developed the idea that uh, potentially there was something more in it than just doing something on the side. Mm -hmm. um, I know the market really, really well. I know the international market really well. Um, I, as I say, I've been helping clients um, for a long, long time. A lot of my clients, I've, I've known them for sort of all five, six years. Um, some of them I, I've, I've even known for, for about 10 years. Um, and yeah, it just went from there, really, which was and, and grew from strength to strength, which is really good for us. So, um, so yeah, off, off the back of a, off the back of two of two clients, I've I've, I've managed to, to to set up these two companies, and and as I say, I'm I'm now help, helping uh, estate agents, you know, pan European and, and the US. Awesome. You um, started also, and you were also collaborating in the online magazine uh, A Place in the Sun. Um, that was in 2014. Yes, um, yes it was. Yeah. Yeah, give us an overview of, of the focus there and also what you did uh, there contributing, contributing uh, to this venture. So um, my initial experience um, actually started off at another portal that was between 2010 um, and I think it was up to about 2013. Um, and then I sort of took my experience um, over to A Place in the Sun, which is the the biggest, as I say, one of the one of the biggest portals that I've, I've worked for. Mm -hmm. Um, and I used to sell um, advertising space on the website, um, as well as sell exhibition space, um, as well as sell within the magazine as well. So they had a number of different channels that, and they do have a number of different channels that can be used um, to market uh, to consumers who would be interested in buying property. Um, and then I used to help agents um, sell across, sell their property, you know, to um to those uh, interested buyers um, across all three of those spectrums. So, mm -hmm. um, You mentioned just uh, the very first uh, listings um, portal you were contributing yes. to. That was the Lead Galaxy, correct? That was Lead Galaxy in the Move channel, yes. Um, they are still around around as a company as well, which is good. Um, and yeah, that was that was the first one I, I worked for. Initially, it was, it, it was my, my first sort of uh, media sales job, as it were. I've done mm -hmm. I've done sales now for a, a very long time, but um, that was my initial sort of foray into the property market. Really, really enjoyed my time there. Um, worked up to the position of of a an account director, which was good um, in the in this in the space of a relatively short time as well. 
Um, and that's when I first met a few of the clients that uh, I have now, funny enough, which is um, which is really, really good. I think client loyalty is is um, is a is an exclusive and cherished thing. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's as I say, that's where I that's where I first started um, and then uh, met some colleagues there. One of those colleagues um, then moved over to a place in the sun. Um, and then uh, a couple of years after, I then joined a place in the sun as well. So. Um, you started off like you know 2010. Uh, we we uh, talk about 10 years of uh, portal experience, real estate, um, yes. real estate portal experience. Can you yeah. um, can you guide us a little bit through and walk us a little bit through how has pricing models and um, lead generation and the entire market evolved um, during those 10 years? Uh, it's a it's a big question that because there's so many fundamental elements that are involved with um, with portal marketing and obviously the the more that the digital side has come into play um, and of course the more the social media side has come into play as well um, the bigger the market and and the bigger the exposure um, agents can possibly gain from it mm -hmm. um, for me portal marketing has always been a big part of an agent's uh, of an agent's marketing strategy and I think it still should be. Um, But as I say, there are lots of other ways that they can get leads. Um, I mean, you know, you're looking at some big portals such as A Place in the Sun, Right Move, um, are, are two that just spring to mind in the UK. And then you've got others that will cover the pan-European market. You've got others that will cover the, you know, the American market, others that will cover the Australian market. In terms of pricing models, look, they all differ. Um, mm. There's, but, but traditionally, there's, there's always two models. There's a, a fixed fee model. Um, and there's a cost per lead model model as well. Um, and of course, the the more successful that a portal becomes gen generally, um, the more expensive that the portal becomes to advertise on as well, because mm -hmm. they know um, they know that if they're successful, then agents will stick with them. Because if agents make sales from them, then everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of other forms of advertising, as I quoted with social media, look, that really depends on. Um, how many people you want to reach. So things like Facebook, for example, which is a, a, one of the biggest social media channels at the moment, certainly for exposure and lead generation and brand awareness, um, the cost of that really depends on how many people you want to reach. So mm -hmm. the more people you want to reach, the more expensive it will become. Mm -hmm. um, and there are, you know, there's also LinkedIn, um, there's Instagram, although I'm not a, personally, I'm not a huge fan of Instagram. I don't really believe it's the right um It, it offers the right sort of exposure, um, mm -hmm. certainly not for the age group, but it's it's always mixed on on Instagram. Um, but yeah, in terms of social media, look, if if you're not on social media and you're an agent, then you're missing out on a big proportion of the market. So, mm -hmm. when it comes to any kind of marketing, my message has always been, you should have a really really good mix across all the channels that are available to you, mm -hmm. and those channels should involve portals and also should involve other things like social media as well. That way, you are fully engaging with your audience that's available to you um, and, and utilizing utilizing the market. Um, I think one of the big things that, that always comes out of it, um, or certainly when I talk to agents, is there are so, so many different portals out there, um, so many different portals, and it becomes quite confusing, I think, to um, when, it, when it comes to deciding which ones you should go and advertise on. Mm -hmm. it's, it's quite confusing, and also it can be quite expensive as well. Yeah. Um, so one of the key things is that there is so much more to portal advertising than just the cost. Um, some of the best media sales work in, uh, media sales people, uh, have made the switch across to property and, and most of those, or sorry, some of those, um, work in property portals. And I think one of the biggest things that agents tend to be led by when it comes to portal advertising is price. You know, mm -hmm. they tend to be led on what's the best offer they can get. And if the offer is good for them, they'll they'll go, right, okay, yeah, we'll jump at that. Whereas actually what they should be doing is taking a step back and analyzing that portal and deciding whether it's the best place for them to advertise. Mm -hmm. um, as I say, there's, there's so many things to take into account when it comes to portal advertising, um, not just the price. So my message is always don't be swayed by the price, take a step back, analyze the portal. Is it what you want? Is it going to target the right people? And then look at the price. Mm -hmm. You know, answer those initial questions first before you you dive head before you dive dive first head in first. Absolutely. Because um, once you're in, 
um, you know, you're you tied in for, you know, six to 12 months. A lot of them will, will sort of tie you in for six to 12 months. And let's not forget when we look at property, um, you know, the average person who's sort of coming onto a portal the first time, uh, it's, it's very rarely do they buy within the first three months. So, you know, when you're analyzing your portals, yes, you do need to analyze over a period of six to 12 months. Um, but at the but initially, when you first look at that portal, you also need to understand that or analyze, is it the right portal for your marketplace? Mm -hmm. And if it isn't, don't be tempted by the price. What's the best due diligence you recommend then um, to conduct a real estate agent or a brokerage firm to say, okay, you know, at least like look at those data points to make sure that, you know, you, you have an idea of what you get. What are the best? Um, I mean, best there's, a, there's, a, there's a whole host of questions that, that people should be asking portals. Uh, I mean, my, my business, um, essentially that's what we do. We, we help clients when it comes to portal advertising and we advise them on, on, how they can go about this and, and what the best strategy is for them when it does come to advertising on portals. But I think the main things are what, what's your target market and what is their target market? Just an example, and I know it's a really simple, I know it's a really simple um, example, but if you want to target the French market, don't go and advertise on a UK portal mm -hmm. um, because it's not going to work for you. Um, You know, go and go and target, or go and go and advertise on a portal that does target the French market. Mm -hmm. um, so it's little things like that. You know, things like what other things does the portal offer you? For example, is it just a a website, or do they have additional things on top of that which will bring more people and more exposure? So, mm -hmm. um, again, a place in the sun, for example, has the exhibition side. It has the magazine. It has the TV show, um, and it has the website. So there's there's essentially there's three other ways of um, of an agent gaining exposure. And also there's three other ways that, that people can visit the website. So if the TV show is on, they go to the website. If the exhibition is on, they go to the website. Mm -hmm. um, look at the brand name. You know, how big is that brand name? Where do they rank on places like Google and Bing and, and, and the search engines? You don't want to be advertising on, on a portal that, you know, is, is ranked 12th on the page because mm -hmm. the, the chances of somebody finding it is, is going to be fairly slim. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad portal, but again, it's something else you need to take into account mm -hmm. uh, when when you're looking at it. So there's a whole host of things, um, you know, that uh, that need to be looked at. Um, I mean, one of the big ones as well is is do they have a, an agent back office, for example? Um, you know, some portals uh, don't have an agent back office, which means that you can't. The only way of you tracking the leads that come through is through your CRM. Mm -hmm. You can't log into the back office and check the number of leads. So it's little things like that that are, are fundamental um, and rather important to analyzing your portal strategy. And of course, if you get it wrong, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's quite difficult to get out of it and it's quite expensive. So. Yeah. Um, you are very focused or you have been also very focused on international portals. What? Yes. I talked a lot to people who say, you know, is there actually international, other international buyers? Because a lot of people say like, you know, I have this data point and uh, 99% of the property transactions are being conducted within uh, 10 square feet of where you live, you know, and uh, so there's no uh, market for international property listings. So don't go out of it. They tell me. There like, is, um, so there is yeah. always, there's always a market. Mm -hmm. Um, for international um, real estate, I think always a market, but it does depend on what type of market you're looking to reach. Mm -hmm. um, there is always, you know, if you're in a big city, the chances are that you are, that it's more going to be the investment side that you're looking at. So people who are going to buy for uh, the rental side um, or the commercial side, whereas if you're in a coastal resort, um, it's more going to be, you know, holiday homes or, or permanent living and things like that. Um, it's very rare that you'll get an agent who it will, will cover everybody in the market. That's, that's very rare that that happens. Um, but, um, but yeah, and there are portals that will cover, you know, all sides. Um, but it's really important that you as an agent understand your market and understand your target market as well. Um, you don't want to be advertising on an investment portal um, of which there are a few if you're looking for holiday home buyers, because you're not going to attract the right audience And again, you're going to be throwing, um, you know, money after money that's never going to get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so, 
Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, as I say, there's, there's portals that will cover all types of market, but understand who your target market is um, and advertise in the right areas. Um, you just mentioned, you just differentiated between investment market and also holiday buyers market. Yeah. Isn't that the same? Or where, where do you do the distinction? I've never understood that. It's, um, it, the, I think the distinction is, is more geared towards um, return the, investment. A, or? Yeah, yeah, potentially. Because, I mean, if you, if you buy a, a holiday home, you have the option of renting that out but and, and and obviously gaining an income off that which is in itself an investment but you also want to but that person who buys the holiday home will also you know may firstly they may got not it. want to rent it out got it um they may, they may want to you know uh, have it themselves it might be used as their pension for when they come to sell it in a few years time um they may want to as i say use it themselves for holidays and things like that whereas so that's the holiday home market. Mm -hmm. When I talk about the investment market, I mean things like people that are purely buying to rent out, and that's it. They rent it out long term. Um, so it could be just a home that they buy that they rent out long term, um, or it could be you know a, a hotel or a business yeah. or yeah. you know. So that that's that's the difference between the two, really. Okay, I understand. So uh, because of right now, like sometimes me, there's a crossover, but yeah, it's, exactly. it's it's a minimal crossover. It's it's become quite blurry because of Airbnb and holiday vacation and stuff. So you sometimes you you buy holiday homes in order to rent it out as well. Yeah. But then you know, I, yeah, but, correct. But I, get it. But I okay. wouldn't I wouldn't call that. Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead, please. You wouldn't call that. So, place, uh, so places like so yeah, places like Airbnb. That's not an investment for me. Okay, you're making money off it, but it's not. You know, it's not um, it's not an investment. I wouldn't, you know, an investment is something you can go and sell at a percentage yield. That's what I would call an investment. Uh, okay, so there has to be appreciation of the um, of the value of the property as well. Uh, correct for it for, for yeah. me personally, for it to be classed yeah, investment. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, interestingly, you before um, you mentioned when we were talking about uh, marketing, you were not mentioning websites for real estate agents. What's your, do you think that nowadays you, let's say you start to become real estate agents, you plan to become one. Yeah. Do you think a real estate agent nowadays needs a website? Uh, should he even, or she yes. b bother about it? Or would you say, you know what, just have your Facebook page, just have your LinkedIn and just list it on properties and do some social media uh, advertisement, that's it? Or what's what's your opinion about that? Personally, I think an agent should always have a website. Mm -hmm. um, websites bring so much um, credibility mm -hmm. um, for uh, anybody who's looking to buy property. Um, it's the first step on being able to trust somebody. Mm -hmm. um, that's for me is very very important. It's a bit like it's a bit like um, staying in a hotel, for example, right? Mm -hmm. You find the hotel on booking.com or, you know, one of those other websites, for example. But the first thing you do is you go and check that hotel's website. Or certainly I do anyway, mm -hmm. because I want to check, you know, a few things. I want to check their images. I want to check their prices and things like that. If they don't have a website, I'd be like, well, hang on a minute. Do they actually exist? Mm -hmm. You know, how can I trust them and things like that? And I think it's, I know it's a bit of a weird analogy, um, <laughs> But the same, but a similar sort of principle applies. Mm -hmm. You know, it, and when you're buying a property, it's a big thing. Um, and if you, if someone doesn't have a website, as much as they can, they can probably get by without it. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I know a few people that do. Um, I, I don't recommend that that approach. Mm -hmm. um, I think the reason why people or agents uh, sometimes don't have a website and tend to rely more on sort of Facebook and social media and things like that is because of the uh, amount of money it takes to promote that website and build up the search rankings mm -hmm. um, with, with things like with tools like SEO. Um, that if you don't know what you're doing when it comes to SEO, it's a very, it can be very expensive mm -hmm. and very, very difficult to build up the search rankings. Um, but yeah, as, as I say, a, a website is just, it's it's a very simple tool to have it just builds credibility it builds trust um and also it gets people looking at your you know your full portfolio of properties mm -hmm. um gets people making inquiries and 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 without it i think people will struggle mm -hmm. okay um uh, yeah i mean i i talk uh, a lot to agents and um i i see that um it is like very indifferent like a lot of uh, people say yes i i definitely want to others say like it's 
if I start, once I start, I have to, as you say, like I have to maintain it. I have to go yeah. like then into totally different new topics where, yeah. well, I just want to be like a real estate agent. I just don't want to be like, a, I'm not a tech guy. So, you know, I prefer to have like maybe someone maintain it and do that. Or I even go, it's funny. Like I talk to so many people and sometimes they say, you know what? The best is word, is word of mouth talking to the yeah. neighbors and yeah. I'm getting the leads by, I don't know, joining a golf course, you know, and yeah. um, it's, it's very, um, it's, it's very diverse. The, the, um, the approach and also the experiences real estate. It real is. Estate. I, I think it depends on where you are, to mm -hmm. be perfectly honest. I think it depends on what country you work in and how relaxed that country is. So, mm -hmm. Uh, in I think in uh, and I'm not huge on this market, but I think in America is a is a prime example, whereby you'll have a lot more brokers and and real estate agents possibly working from home than you will be in somewhere like Spain or Portugal because it's a different market. Um, as a, I personally, uh, unless I knew that person, um, I personally would find it difficult to certainly build rapport in the first instance with them, um, unless they had a website. I think. Um, because as I'd find it, as I say, I'd find it difficult to, um, initially build that, build that rapport that's needed, mm -hmm. I think. Um, but yeah, that's, I'm, look, I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, Got it. And, I, and, and again, I, you know, I do think it depends on where you are and it depends on what system you're in. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, you have to, again, it's, it's, it's something to take into account. And obviously look with the digital age moving more and more towards, um, different environments mm -hmm. um there will you know as much as i think there will always be a, a reason for having a website the mm -hmm. amount of benefits it brings to you i can understand why more and more people choose not to mm -hmm. but it's not an approach that i would certainly recommend what's your opinion about um, real estate uh, certifications uh you know there are a lot of awards there are a lot of um certifications which uh, you have to um, work a lot for yeah. in order to gain them yeah. and then you know you are s suddenly part of an entire network sometimes which brings a lot of leads and stuff and i i don't know i assume that sometimes you also have to pay a certain license uh, fee for, in order to join or to remain in the network and stuff what's yeah. your there what's your experience there and what's your what's your opinion there I'm a, I'm a big fan of them. Mm -hmm. um, I think they work very, very well. Um, one of the big memberships uh, that's present in the UK for international property professionals is the AIPP. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Now, we are members. Um, we are actually members of the AIPP, mm -hmm. um, and we work very closely um, with the AIPP um, and their sister site, which is the AIPO. Um, and I know there are lots and lots of international um accreditations and licenses for real estate agents and again mm -hmm. i think it's it's pushing that message of being part of a trusted network mm -hmm. um you know be if you have to pay to be part of something then i think it means that you will adhere to the rules um of that network um and you just become a trusted member um and if i have the opportunity as a buyer to buy through a trusted member i would much rather buy through a trusted member than a non-trusted member mm -hmm. um But again, it also depends on how well I know that agent as well. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big big advocate of um, of licenses and uh, and awards and um, recognition and 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 memberships. I think they work very very well. The market. Um, how about your opinion on MLS? Uh, in the USA, the MLS system is you know is the local um, system in order to yeah. aggregate all the data and everyone has access to it. Once you have um, you, once you once you have access to the MLS system as an as an agent, um, first yeah. of all, does that exist in the UK such as such a system as well? No, okay. no, there isn't. There isn't an MLS system as as, as such. Certainly not. Certainly not on the scale of the MLS system that you find in America. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's because it's been so established there for many, many years, and they've got it working very, very well that mm -hmm. I think it would be difficult to set up in the UK um, or certainly for for Europe, mm -hmm. um, just the way that they work. Um, there are obviously websites that um, try to work a little bit like an MLS mm -hmm. um, in the sense that uh, you can aggregate the um, properties onto that network, then agents can search for listings and then split the commissions so things mm -hmm. like um obviously property share network for example um i wouldn't 
classify us as an MLS. I would classify us as a as an online collaboration platform mm-hmm. um, for real estate agents to collaborate locally, nationally, and internationally. Um, but I, I wouldn't classify us as an MLS. Mm-hmm. But in, in terms of the environment that they're trying to promote, which is a collaborative environment where everyone has access to the data, everyone can see what sort of commission that they'll earn off the back of it and things like that, um, then, yeah, that's that's what, you know, um, that's that's what they're trying to do. So, so yeah, but, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I, I haven't really dealt with the MLS system in America too much, so um, I, I can't really give any further thoughts on it, but... I, I don't think that that's I don't think that system as such will work so well in in Europe as it does in America. Got it, got it. Um, can we dig a little bit deeper right now into two of your main businesses, the PPM and the uh, and yeah. the property share network? First of all, I would like to go a little bit into the PPM and say what for services are you offering, um, so that we have an, like an overview of what uh, what what can people um, get from you? Sure. So there's there's four different uh, services we offer for the market. Um, the first one is obviously the portal marketing and advice service that we offer, which is a more of a consultancy-based um, service on a, on a sort of a quarterly basis. Um, we advise clients on portal strategy and portal marketing and making full use of, of, of portals for lead generation um, and, and the agency. Um, we offer an XML feed building and maintaining service, and we do that for most of the major portals. Um, we also offer an email marketing service and a... A database management service with that as well mm-hmm. um, and then we also offer um, a social media uh, marketing mm-hmm. service as well which sort of deals with management of uh, social media page on Facebook and also deals with targeted advertising um, that Facebook offers as well um, as I say we don't if, if an agent wants to use Instagram we can do it we don't certainly from our experience it hasn't worked too well, but it, you know we, we we can do it if if an agent wants us to. So, and then we also do little other bits and pieces. So, um, we can we carry out a little bit of basic SEO work. Um, uh, although we have a we have a partner for that as well. Um, and you know we do sort of we we carry out sort of you know basic blog writing and news stories and things like that as well. So, got it. Uh, Instagram doesn't work because of the um, opt-in or let's say lead gen is not like Instagram is more like on scrolling and less on typing quickly and comment- commenting or what's, yeah, the, I th- what's the reason? I, th- I think um, Instagram is the, the types of people that use Instagram um, is more the youth, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's And it's more a lot more image based than it is description based. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, you know, it's more, it's more biased towards, in my opinion, anyway, it's more biased towards sort of the the 16 to the 24 year olds. Mm -hmm. And of those, you know, you're going to, a very small proportion of them are going to have the resources to buy an overseas property. Mm -hmm. Um, and also for me personally as well, I think when it comes to looking at property, yes, images are very, very important because they are the, they are the first, uh, the first thing that people see, um, Mm -hmm. But also a description is is just as important as well. That mm-hmm. backs up the images. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously on Instagram, I think it's only it's mainly on images. Um, and as much as people can click through and things like that, it, yeah, as I say, the the age group on Instagram is 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 more biased towards. Um, yeah, you know. makes makes total sense um, as per yeah. emotions. You're you're more playing yes. with emotions with some nice um, I don't know like drones which are which are show, yeah. which are showing the, the the property and stuff. But in fact, like yeah. is it? And then we come back most probably. Okay, we could then argue. Okay, for maybe for uh, real estate um, home buyers on the coastal region on the coastal region, maybe yes, Instagram because. It is for vocational purposes, but like for investment yeah. purposes, definitely not because there you you rather play with an Excel sheet and make you know and yeah. and attract uh, and, and attract potential buyers. Yeah, that one. It, it depends on the market that you're working in. Yeah. Um, to be to be honest on that, so I yeah. I um, a lot of agents say TikTok. Uh, they're using TikTok, especially in the US, um, that they get a lot of reach there. And yeah. it, wor- it works quite well as well, and which also then, in a certain way, contradicts to 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 the younger generation because there again we have like again younger uh, younger folks. Um, do you have any experience there? Uh, I I don't have experience of using TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's a lot more people talking about it but again i think it's more a social thing than it is a than it is a um a holiday home purchase thing or an investment purchase thing yeah. um it's a lot more visual and i don't believe that I think there's a, a limit on the on the on the timing of property, uh, you know, videos you can post mm -hmm. on TikTok and things like that. Um, it's not. I mean, it's something I'm looking into for a lot of the agents I work with. But at the moment, I haven't got any substantial evidence that says, right, you need to be using this. This is going to be brilliant for you and things like that. Potentially, where it could work quite well is with rentals, mm -hmm. because the rentals. Uh, I don't think the description is is that important is as important as it is in sales. Mm -hmm. um, I think if you're going to rent a property, that's where the imagery comes through a lot more. Um, and that probably, it might work better with TikTok than it does, uh, you know, TikTok, sorry, might work better for the rentals market than it does for sales. But it's something I'm looking into um, and I'm prepared to to promote if I can, if I can get some substantial evidence that it would work on it, it would work really well. But at the moment, I haven't got that. Got it. Um, what's... I'm also quite old school as well, so no, I, no. Uh, you know I prefer the old school ways of of of, of doing things. Um, I well, and I... I'm fully invested in in the digital form in the digital arena, but obviously part of my job is is to you know if I go and recommend something, part of my job is to make sure that I'm recommending the right thing. So yep. you know, as as I say, I'm looking into it, and, and until I find some substantial evidence that proves me wrong. <laughs> I'll stick with the things that are working. <laughs> uh, absolutely, and you, I guess your main metric is uh, is sales. Your main metric is lead generation yes. and yes, uh, and and closure. Yeah, no, because yes. there, there are people say you know yes, go for sales, but also don't underestimate branding. So let's say twenty percent branding and then eighty yeah. percent uh, sales, and use branding. Yeah. Use for example TikTok, use Instagram for branding purposes. That means yeah, you might retarget or have been shown in the feed of someone for like maybe 12 months now and he was not intentionally yeah. buying but now he wants to buy so who's going to hear uh, who's who is we he, he's going to reach out to the person who has been showing up in the feed for the last 12 yeah. months rather for nobody what's what's yeah, your what's your opinion on on branding versus sales um there is there's an argument for for both definitely um i think the more you're seen as an agent the better it's going to be for you um a big thing that's being talked about at the moment especially not that i want to talk too much about coronavirus but obviously that is a big thing right now mm -hmm. um and it's it's severely affecting uh the the market um you know and that's the global market You know, I've had a lot of agents and, and I've done a lot of topics on this recently um, on Facebook Live videos and things like that is actually whether an agent should continue to advertise mm -hmm. and continue to push their brand. And, and the answer to that is yes. Um, the, the simple reason why is because if you don't push your brand, believe you me, somebody else will. Mm -hmm. And the ones that keep pushing their brand at the moment are going to be the ones that people remember when mm -hmm. things do bounce back to normal. Um, you just have to make sure that you are not throwing throwing money away and obviously make sure that you're pushing your brand in the right online areas. But um, branding is branding is a big, big part of 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 selling and renting to that to that matter. Um, and, you know, you, you've got to build your brand the right way. Um, and there's a number of ways that you can build your brand. But um, the more successful your, your brand name is, um, the more successful your company will be as a result. I mean, all you've got to do is look at brands like Fine and Country, for example. Um, you know, Fine and Country are a huge brand, not just in the UK, um, but across, you know, they've got branches across Spain, Portugal, uh, America. I, don't, I think they're in the American market. Um, and, and they have built their brand and it's very very well known if you're looking to buy property chances are you'll know finding country even if you're not you'll know them as a brand anyway so yeah i mean push your brand it's as i say just as important as it is for for making sales and it will help you make sales as well um at ppm your yes. packages um is it do you have like some fixed packages because before you said like you you can have some social media the xml feed the um the um the listings also the consultancy um if you if i go to the website is there something i yep. can like more or less like click and say okay i would like to have this package and if so can you can you illustrate those 
Yes. So every everything is available on the website. Um, mm. We're very we don't hide anything away. Um, we're very open. We're very honest. We're very transparent. Mm -hmm. You can actually go to our website, which is propertyportalmarketing.com, mm -hmm. um, and it'll tell you everything with regards to the packages on there. Um, I mean, just as an example, the the quarterly portal consultancy is 300 euros per quarter. Um, mm -hmm. So nice and easy. Um, we don't charge. We don't. We definitely don't price ourselves out of the market. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when we are we are fair with our pricing. The other thing I the other thing I I, I don't do um, is I will not guarantee you um, anything. Um, mm. I I don't believe in that way of 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 business. Um, mm -hmm. I've never believed in that way of business. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that's the one thing that you'll get from me is I I won't guarantee anything um, mm. unless it's unless it's something specific. Um, but yeah, ninety nine times out of a hundred, don't guarantee anything. So your um, expertise on the XML feed for people who don't know what it is, um, yeah. can you give us then an overview and also then how to use it, how to create it? Um, uh, yes, I can. So in real basic terms, an XML feed uh, is a bit of software that creates a bridge between your website and the portal website. Mm -hmm. um, so it means that instead of, uploading properties manually onto a portal, the XML feed will do it for you automatically. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that the XML feed works is it reads uh, off the agent's website and then copies and pastes that onto the portal website. Um, just an XML feed structure. Um, it's a really good way, as I say, of being able to automatically upload properties in bulk um, mm -hmm. and can save a heck of a lot of time, especially if you're on three or four portals You know, if you've got to upload 100 properties on each, that's 400 properties manually. Mm -hmm. um, it takes time to do that, whereas an XML feed will will do it, um, you know, norm within a period of 12 to 24 hours. There are portals um, that are introducing and have already introduced real-time data feeds, mm -hmm. um, which have been a big positive for the market because it means properties will be updated and uploaded in real time. Mm -hmm. um, But as it stands, there are other portals that will do that within a period of 12 to 24 hours. Mm -hmm. um, they're relatively, if you normally what happens is a portal will send over the spec, their XML feed spec. Um, you can give that to a developer. Um, they will then build it and then they'll send it. They'll send you the link that you can upload to the portal. Um, generally, there's there's a number of ways of building a feed, but the two most effective ways are either the developer gains access to your database mm -hmm. and does it that way, um, or they do a, a scrape. Got it. Um, and the best thing then is just to upload that via link to the website. Yes, and, correct. Um, then, then the link is always remains the same, and then the developer yeah. enables the fact that I have my own website, up, I upload the listings, it's going to get pushed to that link directly, so it's going to get synced, correct. and then all the portals which are connected to it or where I let or le where I left the link, then or the developer left the link, yeah. it's also then feeding it. Okay, perfect. Correct. Yeah. So it's literally a feed of of properties from from your own website to the portal website. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I'm super excited because we are about to launch our XML feed uh, feature, yes. and I'm another technical yeah, guy, so uh, I I still need to 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 ask some basic questions, <laughs> even though I'm I'm defining the the specs for the developers uh, on what to build. So uh, let's yeah. let's see what's if that's gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, concerning the um, also again concerning the XML feed, is there any yeah. are there any standards where you would say okay you know try to make it I don't know like in X Y Z and uh, standard uh, I don't know ISO two hundred eighty or is there anything I need to to uh, to deal with there are, from the developer? Uh, yeah, I mean there's there's pretty standard formats that you can build feeds in. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of the major international portals will use the same will use a similar format. Um, but it's always best in that instance to ask the portal for the XML feed spec. Um, mm. and they can then send that over to you. The XML feed spec will normally come in the format of a Word document, and it'll just be a table um, mm. with the various sort of fields, they'll, you know, the various fields that you'll have to fill in. Um, and there will be mandatory fields that you need to fill in as well. Um, and then obviously the image links and things like that. So yeah, there's, there's always a... 
there's always a format that you'll need to build a feed to yeah. um in order to 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 get it right so perfect sometimes sometimes that's that's why it's best going through uh, a company like you know you. like ppm for example yeah yeah uh, because we know we have the formats already we've built hundreds of feeds for many different agents mm-hmm. um and if you want your properties uploaded quickly then uh, then sometimes it's best to speak to company as a yeah. as say like like ourselves perfect property share network yeah uh, give us an over the uh, overview on on this one so property share network was as i say set up uh, in 2019 uh, january 2019 was when we actually launched the network mm-hmm. and the whole idea of the network is to make it e- easier for uh, international agents to collaborate with each other um, easier and quicker um, locally nationally and internationally um, so there is at the moment agents tend to collaborate by sending each other's xml feeds to one another and uploading properties on each other's websites and and vice versa um and even though there's benefits in that it's also doing that kind of method um is also quite antiquated mm-hmm. um and once you give your once you give your xml feed out to an agent that agent can then potentially send your feed on to several different people once it's uploaded to their website and there's there's a number of different complications that mm-hmm. can occur doing it that way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I sort of saw a gap in the market um, for an online collaboration platform whereby agents can upload their feed um, and it, and it basically works a lot like a, I think a, I think the best analogy is a, is a comparison website. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I mean at the moment we've got just over sixteen and a half thousand listings live. Um, that's from agents across Spain. Uh, Portugal, France, Italy, Greece, and Turkey, mm-hmm. and Cyprus. Um, and agents, once an agent's uploaded an XML feed to the site and become a, a member of the network, um, they if they've got a client who's looking for a property and that agent um, doesn't have the right property for them, at the moment what happens is if they don't have a collaboration in place, uh, they lose the client. Whereas okay. uh, with a site like Property Share Network, uh, they can go onto the network with that client. They can search for a property from a number of different agents, find properties that would suit their client, and obviously make an inquiry about collaborating with the agent. Um, and then it just runs as a normal collaboration would. Um, but it just saves it saves a lot of time. Um, for just as an example, the agent in question doesn't need to visit 10 different websites or doesn't need to make 10 different calls um, to find the right property for their client. They can jump onto the network and find it nicely and easily. I I think it was like two weeks ago that I talked to Teresa from San Francisco and she yes. is building the referral marketing network. I don't know if you watched the, the episode and she's doing that based on blockchain. Saying, you okay. know, there's a lot of, let's say, referrals going on. There's a lot of, you know, um, collaboration going on. Yes. But in fact, like there's no common ground in order to make sure that um, the legal or legally everyone who deserves it gets the proper share of the commission. Is that yeah. also something which uh, property share network ensures to um, to make sure that like everyone gets like a certain share of, of the commission? Uh, the so the network is designed only for two way splits. It's not designed for for any more than that because it starts to get a little bit complicated if you've got three or four way splits. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of agents. Again, it depends on what market you're in as well. But a lot of agents also don't really like getting involved in three or four way splits because, it, as I say, the, the the steps to it become complicated. They multiply themselves. And of, against, yeah, yeah, and of course, the more steps you have, the less money you earn as well mm-hmm. as an agent. So the site is designed purely for two way splits. Um, this morning, we actually launched. Um, taken us a while to sort of figure out the best way of doing this, but. This morning, we actually launched a new feature on the site, which allows agents to tell each other, you know, what commission can be earned off the back of it. And agents can see what commission they'll earn off the back of selling that particular property. Um, So we've launched that this morning, Mm -hmm. um, which is good and should benefit our agents moving forward. Um, We, as, as much as we are always there to get involved if disputes occur, Mm -hmm. um, the legalities of that and the policing of it does become difficult because there are contracts and things like that, which we don't particularly want to get involved in. Mm -hmm. Um, We have to trust that the agents who become part of the network 
Um, we have to have an element of trust for those agents that, that are part of the network, that they will use it responsibly. Mm -hmm. um, the network is designed to be open and honest. We want our agents who are on the network to be open and honest. Mm -hmm. um, we, we are there if there's any agents that, um, in inverted commas, abuse it. Mm -hmm. But it's difficult. Firstly, it's difficult to police. And secondly, it's not something that we particularly would want to get involved in yeah. fully if anything did occur. Um, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, on, on this note, the, let's say, B2B market, agent-to-agent -agent market, yeah. is there a lot going on? Is it, is it a lot that, you know, Tom talks to Anna uh, locally and... Uh, They're both based in London, um, yeah. and Paul is looking for uh, a listing in Spain, even though he should actually go directly to a broker and uh, to an agent in, in Spain. She, he talks still to Anna because she's like uh, she's his neighbor. So um, and then Anna reaches out to uh, to an agent in Spain. Is that happening yeah. a, a lot, or what is triggering the B 2 B market it's on agents? Starting to happen um, more and more, I mm -hmm. think. Um, there are agents in the UK that um, sell property in Spain and are partnered with agents in Spain. Mm -hmm. I think it's always been done the the way that it should, not necessarily that it should be done, but it's always been done a, sim a certain way, which is if people are looking to buy property in Spain, they'll fly out and have a look around. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely the case. But also there's um, there is an argument for saying that, uh, and, and there are agents that do it already, um, I, I know a few and I, I work with a few, um, whereby they have an office in the UK, for example, um, and they can then obviously meet that person on a face-to-face -face basis, answer those questions, um, you know, without that person necessarily having to fly out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they can then build up that relationship with that person whilst they're on a face-to-face -face chat. And then obviously once they fly out, they can then meet the partner agent. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there is, there is a, a market for it. Mm -hmm. I think you have to be, be careful when you do it, but there's definitely a market for it. Um, at the moment, the site is more designed for the um, local market. So if you're in Spain, it's designed for agents who want to collaborate in Spain. However, mm -hmm. as I say, we do have um, agents that are based uh, in the UK who want to collaborate with Spanish partners um, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I do think it, I do think it will grow over time. And and locally the B 2 B market is quite dense, so there's a lot of a lot going on agent to agent. I assume there is, yeah. I mean, agents always want to be able to sell direct mm -hmm. um, for obvious reasons, um, but at the same time, the if they don't collaborate, then uh, and they don't have the right property for that client, then all that's going to happen is that client will go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I, I'd prefer to get fifty percent than get nothing. Yeah, <laughs> so. No, so there are collaboration is a good thing. I think um, yeah. I'm, I'm a big advocate for collaboration, um, and that's what that's what PSN is is designed to do um, to ensure it's done in in the right way. Um, is there a um, legally bound commission in the in London which uh, which need to be charged, or is there what's the legal landscape there? So in, in London, there is a lot less of a collaboration market um, in London, certainly for, you know, London to London agents. It's, it's very unheard of that you'll get an agent, agents collaborating on a property. Mm -hmm. um, where it's more popular is with agents in Spain and, and, the, and the other, you know, the other countries I've mentioned. That's where it's a lot more popular. Um, in terms of a an agent split, I mean the agent split itself is always fifty fifty unless there's, mm -hmm. you know, unless there's three or four parties involved, but there isn't necessarily a a set percentage, um, you know that no. I mean you know in, it it always depends on on what an agent charges, and, and, uh, obviously a, a a seller, but yeah, and, and, there isn't and, a set. And how how much does an agent normally charge uh, to a seller? And normally the seller pays. Does, yeah, again, it depends. It depends entirely on the market. But if you take Spain, for example, um, and um, I, I, I believe, yeah, there's a, a few other ones I need to check which which countries. But the majority of those countries that I've I've mentioned already, 
majority of those will always charge the seller commission. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and and in the UK? Are, in, in UK, it's the same. Okay. In, and same, is there yeah. in the UK is a certain commission uh, which uh, which uh, agents can charge, or is it or is it also because I also heard there are a lot of more new brokerages saying we have a flat fee. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a number of um, there's a number of ways to do it. I mean, there's a, the Purple Bricks, for example, um, who came out into the market a, a couple of years ago. They offer um, a flat fee, um, so they charge um, people up, you know, uh, for example, nine nine five. Um, to sell a person's property. Mm -hmm. um, but there is also the way of, of going through an agent, like a high street agent, and um, and selling via a commission. Mm -hmm. um, it really depends on the type of property. Um, mm -hmm. But agent's commission is anywhere from sort of 1% to probably 3%, 1% to 3%. Okay, that's, uh, that's okay. But I don't, I mean, a lot of a lot of my market is the international side. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really, I, I have one, I've had, have had one or two UK clients, but um, I'm more deal for the international side because that's what I've been doing the last, you know, the last 10 years. But uh, yeah, UK is 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 around about, say, um, one percent to three percent. Mm -hmm. um, Spain, it's it's it can be it can be anything from three um, percent to ten percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it can be. Can I think be, it but... really depends there on the rural uh, areas there, and they charge normally more, and then the urban city, uh, urban areas charge yeah. less. Um, yeah, exactly. A little, bit, a little bit about the property market in in the UK. Um, okay. What's your? I've I've talked locally here in Zurich to a lot of people who have invested in properties in the UK because it's quite, yes, it's quite favorable. I think it is very tax wise. Is it or legal wise? Why is that? Um, you're getting into an area I don't particularly know too much about. Yeah. If I'm being honest, Michael, but um. Certainly, having lived here, the UK, there's a, a number of benefits for investing in the UK, mm -hmm. um, a number of reasons why people invest in the UK. Mm -hmm. The rental market is very, very good here. It's mm -hmm. always been very, very buoyant. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the rental yield is very good. Um, in London, it's always quite high. Mm -hmm. um, you know, rental returns are quite high. Having said that, property prices are very high as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I assume... Certainly, I mean, the economy, look, the economy plays a big part here. London yeah. uh, and the UK has a very, very strong economy, or it certainly, certainly did before the uh, the outbreak. But um, yeah, it's always been a it's always been a really, really good place to invest. So um, then I assume that's um, uh, percentage-wise ownership versus rental. It's much more on rentals. I, I don't know on that front, to okay. be honest. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, 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 there is a very strong rental market in the uk yeah. and there is a very strong sales market as well but honestly i that's not totally fine. Yeah. That, that's totally yeah. fine um yeah. i still have another question concerning the uk property market yes. even, okay. even though it, if it, it's not like your your ask uh, away i'll see what i can do <laughs> exactly um i read this week i read a very interesting article about like property market listings uh, or listings in the uk um yeah. seeing that they're let's say there was a website and they um, analyzed the data of search queries on the website and say, yes, obviously due to coronavirus, the search queries have gone down. That yeah. th This triggered a lot of people not listing as much anymore. Um, since you're from your portal, uh, portal listings um, standpoint, can you confirm that saying agents go that far to say yes web traffic has gone down this was would also go in line with what you said in the very beginning and that's why i stop listing right now i maybe do some more brand brand building um and then would you say yes we will definitely also based on the coronavirus we will see like a tendency that property market or the valuation of property listings might go down what's what's your opinion there this is funny enough this is a, a topic that um again, has been um, quite relevant, I think. Um, property leads have dropped significantly mm -hmm. um, over the last three months. Mm -hmm. But that's because people can't fly out and can't do any property viewings. Mm -hmm. um, that should That is not an excuse. Uh, oh, sorry, excuse is the wrong word, but that is not a reason for... Um, reduction in property prices 
um, because the property itself is always the same. Um, there's there's nothing that's going to drastically change to a property in the, in three months' time. Um, there will undoubtedly be um, some people that are going to come in, and when they view a property, there will undoubtedly be some people that will offer low amounts mm -hmm. because they feel that um, people will have become desperate to sell. But I don't think uh, that there's, there is no reason as to why an agent should be reducing their prices. Um, mm -hmm. It really depends on the, on the buyer. Um, there is an argument that the global economy, because of the, the downturn in the global economy, it, it might affect property values. Mm -hmm. um, but at the moment, there isn't enough evidence to suggest that. Um, I think if there is going to be an effect, you certainly won't see it now. You might see it in a few months' time mm -hmm. to come. It depends on how long this um, situation lasts for. Um, but I think uh, property will only be reduced if, uh, if, if the seller is, is desperate to sell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other, otherwise, I don't think... Uh, I don't think this virus is 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 a is a is a worthy reason to go right. Okay, well we need to reduce property listings because we need to sell properties. No, um, it's if anything, it's more of an it's more of a reason to actually sell the property itself rather than sell it on price. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, 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 but yeah, yeah it's a it's it's a difficult one. It, it is a difficult one. Um, it, it it is very um, I think uh, multifaceted, and I think there's yeah. so many elements playing the play or triggering the let's say because you just mentioned perfectly you know the, the only trigger is that the seller wants to sell okay so what's yeah. the trigger to sell you need cash yeah. or you don't have the mortgage which you can like or you cannot feed the mortgage anymore which yeah. means you got laid off and you your life life uh, situation has changed dramatically suddenly. And you yeah. just can cannot afford to have that house, or you need to feed something else, yeah. which which it, uh, which costs a lot of money. It should be it should be on the uh, it should be on the seller to reduce the price. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, just in general terms, obviously there are times where you know if an agent's had a property on the books for a significant amount of time, then then there is that that. Uh, there is that moment where you need to say, right, okay, well, we've tried this, we've tried that, we've tried the other, we haven't been able to sell it. Should we look at a price reduction? Mm -hmm. But do it at the right time. Mm -hmm. I think is what's what's yeah. is is a, is a big thing. You know, the the last three months, I don't think it's personally, I don't think it's going to affect property values too much. Mm -hmm. um, and and don't forget as well as I think a, a big thing that will come out of this all of this is is there will be positive there is positivity in the market there will be positivity in the market mm -hmm. the market will bounce back um, mm -hmm. it always has done um, and it will bounce back and as soon as that happens if you've reduced that price too early then you're going to find it very very difficult to then put that price back up again. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So do it do it at the right time. Yeah. You know I don't I don't think it's the right time to do it now. And especially also talked to uh, several agents who said, you know, before, w once your agent says uh, we have to reduce the price, please look for two or three other agents because it's the easiest to tell that to a seller to say, hey, we have to reduce the price. No, you know, let's let's do and, and try to do a little bit more effort via PPM, for example, via, do, via some, some branding, via some, some uh, certain marketing tools in order to, to get the most out of it, you know. Yeah, always. I think as as an agent, when you have that conversation with your your seller, um, just always make sure that you covered every avenue. Mm -hmm. um, you know, have you have you done the best thing you can for that seller? Have you put them in emails? Have you promoted their property on social media? Have you advertised it in the right portals? Have you you know where have you pushed that property? If you can go to your seller and you can say, well, look. We've had your property on for five months or however long you've had the property on for. We've done this. You know, we've, we've pushed it on email. We've pushed it on social media. We've pushed it in, in you know, all of these different places. Mm -hmm. And we're just not getting what we'd hoped we get for it. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, that's the, right, that's the right time to suggest a price reduction. Mm -hmm. um, but if you haven't done those things, then, to be frank, you've got no leg to stand on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you, you've, got to, you've got to make sure that you've done the best, the very, very best you can for, for, that, uh, for that seller. Christopher, perfect. Thank you. Um, your contact details, how can people reach out yes. to you? 
the best way to do it is via email. So that's um, info at propertyportalmarketing.com um, or info at propertysharenetwork.com. Um, or it's got the telephone number on there as well. Um, I'm always around. Um, I've had clients ring me at three o'clock in the morning before. <laughs> so um, I'm always around um, if you have anything that you need. Obviously, if it is three o'clock in the morning, I'd prefer an email. Um, but uh, <laughs> not that I want. Now, after this, now I'm going to get loads of calls at three o'clock in the morning. Um, so I, don't worry. They're going to come. I have a lot of people, a lot of people from Latin America. No worries. <laughs> But look, if you you know the the best thing to do is if is if you um, if you are in a in a one of those far flung tropical destinations, send me an email. We'll arrange a time, and then we'll have, and then we can we can have a chat. Um, but yeah, I'm always always available for for clients. Perfect. Okay. What, what are your last uh, um, words which you would like to share with our audience? Analyze. That is a big big thing. Not enough agents do it. Just make sure when it comes to your marketing, analyze, spend money in the right online areas and get the right strategy for your agency and you can be successful. Awesome. Christopher, thank you so much. Um, I no send problem. the best regards and her stay especially healthy, you and your family. Yes. And that's the most important thing right now. Stay inside. You I think we always right. have to, all, all of us, we have to stay inside and not uh, be we around do. others. Um, I have a I, yeah, you too. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for your time. Uh, I really no appreciate that you that you talk to us. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks, Bye -bye. Michael. Take care now. Bye-bye.